What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a weekly show where we talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And if it's your first time listening, thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the show across podcast services such as iTunes or SoundCloud, as well as our YouTube channel, where you can watch the video version of each episode. Have thoughts, questions, or suggestions? Email us at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or find us online on at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Finally, we are a completely listener-supported show, so if you're really enjoying and loving what we're creating, please check out our Patreon page, where you can support the show, and in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release and access to our private Team Chat Podcast discord server if not that's totally fine we'll keep making the show week after week and bringing you great gaming content and find out more at, te- at patreon.com slash team chat podcast and a special thank you to all our current patrons who help make team chat podcast possible gonna say mogan it feels good to be back it recording. does feel good to be back it always feels weird whenever we have to like pre-record and then there's like a lull for yeah like this time it was like two weeks or something we yeah didn't it's record. weird <laughs> it's always weird and then you come back and you just feel like all off I you're know. like oh this isn't right but, it always, but still it always feels good to come it back does. and sit at the table talk of about course. some great games indeed i like that we're both accidentally matching green coffee mugs I know. today it's doing a nice early morning recording which is nice to do every once in a while rather than the, the weeknight you i know? often wish that we both had night jobs so that we could always record in the morning because yeah. i feel like that's where i'm at my best <laughs> see sometimes i do and other times i feel like this morning i'm assuming because of all the travel and work that i've been doing like i was kind of dragging this morning kind of kind of just didn't want to really get out of bed and do my thing but so but then other times at night i don't know night i sometimes feel like more like ah oh, it's the end of the day you know been working feels good like but now it's time to i don't finish, think i wrap ever have that, like that feeling at night <laughs> It's just when, you know, it's a sense of pride and accomplishment that EA desires that I have. I have through my everyday, you know, but. When I get to the end of the day, in most cases, I'm like, oh, thank God, video games. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, no, that, but see, so that's what I mean. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to play them. But I don't know. Sometimes in the morning, I do feel like more alert and just like ready to take on the day. Bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah, like as a they squirrel. Say. But also we are both being aided by coffee this yeah, morning. That's so that true. says something. But anyway. But mine is every day. Yours that's, is only sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I'm used to it. All right. But before we get into the main topic of today's show, we, let's go ahead and do a moment with Mogan. Oh, yes. We do get have a little bit of news. See what's coming up in the recent, in the upcoming update uh, coming releases. Coming soon and see, whatnot. Tripping all over myself. So in comparison to April, which just real quick, because we were out for a lot of April, I just want to circle back to the end of the month real quick. In case you missed it, God of War for the PS4 did come out along with the Nintendo Labo. Yes. So I've seen a couple of... Um, uh, video reviews and people doing unboxings of the Labo. It looks an unboxing of the God fun. of War Stonemason Edition, which and you can check out on our channel on YouTube.com. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so we, if you missed the end of April, those were really kind of like the two big things that came out. Which, man, if I had been Nintendo, I would have moved the release date of the Labo. Yeah. It got, like, I've seen people do stuff with it. And, and putting out videos and like messing around with the creations, building the different sets and stuff like that. But it's just getting swamped by God of War. I mean, the amount of God of War news to Labo news is that very might just unbalanced. be your news feed though, because they're obviously tailored to very different audiences. So the True. kind of sources that you follow are probably going to be I mean, but I'm following, I'm following Game Informer, Polygon, you know, all the big ones. Yeah, all the but big like, ones. Not, exactly. Yeah, That's the but problem. But it's not like. <laughs> It's not like Nintendo-specific ones, I guess. All right. And then in comparison to April, May is freaking jam-packed with releases. So bear with us. This is going to be kind of a long one. All right. So we have Battlezone Gold Edition, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. These are all going to be May 1st here at the beginning. We have Outbreak, The Nightmare Chronicles, a rare Xbox One exclusive. Wait. Outbreak. That's not the, the horror... 
What about Outlast? I'm thinking of Outlast. But isn't Outbreak also kind of like horror-based? I mean, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. I mean, it's the freaking a, Nightmare Chronicles. Conf- Come yeah. on. I mean, I was getting it confused with that. With <laughs> yeah, Out- but they're not the same thing. Okay. okay. Uh, we have Super Mega Baseball 2. Oh, boy. For PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And those were all May 1st. Sounds fun. May 2nd, we have Coffee Crisis for PC game i know absolutely zero things i'm assuming about. it's going to be just like a ma- shop management kind of game who knows uh and then may 3rd we have total war saga thrones of britannia for pc may 4th we have city of brass for ps4 xbox one and pc and the last one which that one looks pretty interesting because it's city it, of brass city of brass it kind of looks bioshockish Ooh, that sounds Might cool check that one out a little bit and then May 4th, we have Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze yes! for the Switch. I know that that's one of the rare Switch games you are actually excited about. I'm very excited. I mean, so, I know it's just a port from the Wii U version, but it's not. But Donkey they Kong. added new stuff. You can be on a surfboard now. I know. It's way with cooler. The new, with the new Crazy Kong. <laughs> You'll have to let me know how it is. I probably won't get it myself. I mean, I'm I don't not. know when I'm going to get it yeah. necessarily because I just got You just got God of War. God of War. Yeah. You're going to be occupied. I need to get through that. Yeah, you're going to be occupado. And then there's a whole bejesus ton of stuff coming out for the rest of the month. Month, which we will save for next time. Great. Excellent. So the, so speaking of God of War and all that stuff, that is the topic of today's episode. I'll be doing a, my first impressions of God of War. Have not beaten through the game yet. Have not uh, gotten through enough to give a full-blown review of everything. But I have enough to understand the mechanics, gameplay, story, feel, look, all that fun stuff. So I'll be going through that. But before we get to all that stuff, we are going to have a review that was given to us by bro mogan boo of celeste and mogan is going to read that one <laughs> celeste for the switch and mogan's gonna read that for okay us. <clears throat> hi tcp hi not to be outdone by cody's monster hunter review i'd like to submit my own review of one of the premier indie games of 2018 and one of my new favorite 2d platformers mm. celeste I feel like I'm not getting his voice right. He sounds more like this. He is really unpleasant to talk to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's really not. Anyways, um, Celeste's premise is simple. It's a 2D retro-style indie platforming game about climbing a mountain. Celeste Mountain, to be exact. Mm. The game is split into several chapters, each of, would involve, each of which involves a bunch of rooms full of platforming challenges. However, as you push your way through the platforming challenges and meet some of the game's few but charming NPCs you'll find that the game is about more than just a mountain. The main story is fairly short, so I'll leave it at that in the interest of being spoiler-free. Thank you. Like the premise, the game's mechanics are also simple. You get a jump, including wall jumps, you can grab onto and climb walls, and you have an eight-directional dash that you can use either on ground or in the air. Eight directions, that's too many. Too many directions. Yeah, that's like, too many. That's, that's that's basically a radial. So it's yeah. all of your four primary directions and the diagonals. Which seems like that can... Those, uh, those always mess me up. The Especially diagonals the diagonal kill ones me. are so I hard. Because they so have, you have to be so precise at the angle of yeah. how you push the stick. Yeah. Uh, anyways, what are we... Where was I? Lost my space. Um, including wall drums, you have an eight-directional dash that you can use either on ground or in the air. That's it, just three buttons. Of course, the game finds tons of creative platforms, obstacles, and mechanics to keep things interesting. Aesthetically, Celeste is a modern take on old-school platformers. The graphics are 8-bit style, but with bright, vibrant colors and smooth animations. The music, which, by the way, is phenomenal, also has an 8-bit sounding yet still modern feel to it. Even outside the music, the sound design as a whole is top tier. Obviously, it's hard to describe sounds over email, so just trust me on this one. Let me take a quick, quick little sip. Little sip. <clears throat> now, 
onto the fun stuff. Mm. Also, this is where his like text gets I suddenly that. smaller. You change like the what font or something. Do? It's like he <laughs> copy and pasted. I bet this is a. Uh, did he plagiarize this? He may have. Just we copy and pasted we do from, like, know Wikipedia. that he's really unreliable and a frequent liar. <laughs> <laughs> now, on for those to- <laughs> listening for the first time, this is Mogan's brother. Yeah, so this is my actual brother. We're not like just being a dick. For no, reason. we're just being huge dicks. <laughs> okay, now on to the fun stuff. Celeste is brutally, relentlessly hard, boasting some of the most challenging and by extension rewarding platforming challenges I've ever seen. The challenge of Celeste lies in how you manage your resources as you only get one jump and one dash each time you leave the ground. So if you use your jump and dash too early while you're jumping on walls and dodging spikes, you may find yourself plunging to your death. Celeste also requires more planning ahead than your typical platformer. If you just jump in willy-nilly, you're going to have a bad time. But at the end of the day, Celeste is doable. It takes patience and practice, but the game is never unfair. That said, for those who want a more casual or story-based experience, the game does have an assist mode, which allows you to tweak some of the game's settings to make it more accessible. The devs are quite clear that this isn't how they want you to play the game, but understand that every player is different and suggest assist mode if the game is inaccessible to you due to its difficulty. Without delving too much into the without delving into the story too much, I'll corroborate this by saying that Celeste's difficulty is an important part of its narrative. So that's an important thing to keep keep cool, in mind. Cool, cool. In the midst of all these challenges, you also have plenty of optional collectibles to further test your platforming skills. You'll find strawberries, the game's easy collectibles that usually float in plain sight but require an extra pick precarious path through a room, B-sides, remixed extra hard versions of each chapter, and, if you're really clever, crystal hearts, which require some exceptionally creative thinking to find. Uh, parentheses, there's no shame in using a guide for some of the crystal hearts, which means that's what he did. Even with hindsight, Judgment. I don't think I would have no. found all of them without the internet. Uh, if you stick to the main story and don't go for many collectibles, you'll find Celeste a pretty short game, maybe five to eight hours. But given the amount of extra content, I've already spent 25 hours with still more to do. I find this to be a huge plus as you can enjoy the story in a matter of days, but spend weeks delving into the B-sides and finding all of the collectibles. Every part of the game, whether it's the aesthetics, the mechanics, or the narrative, seems simple at first, but rewards players for taking the extra time to explore every nook and cranny of Celeste Mountain. To summarize, I absolutely adore this game. The pacing is immaculate, the challenge is rewarding, the soundtrack incredible, and visuals gorgeous, and the characters charming. That was too many ands, Andrew. Uh, I'll, I'll fix it for him. The pacing is immaculate, the challenge is rewarding, the soundtrack incredible, visuals gorgeous, there you go, and the characters charming. Bad, bad grammar. While I tried to keep this review somewhat short, I actually deleted a few paragraphs, believe it or not. I could spend hours more gushing about how Celeste nails absolutely everything. I'm sure I could find some nitpick here or there if I tried, but I honestly can't think of a single true flaw of the game. Celeste is true is 2D platforming at its finest, finest and only $20. Not bad. Bro mode. Not bad at all. 20 bucks. That's chump change in modern gaming. There you go. Yeah, I know. Games pushing at sixty with the season pass, it just gets more and more expensive. But sitting at a solid twenty bucks, that's not bad at all. But thank you, Bro Mogan, for writing in with that excellent review of Celeste. I'm still butthurt about the use of season pass as like language for what are basically just paid forever add-ons to a game. Yeah, just call it add-on content. Well, or I get DLC. now. I get now with especially as we're getting into the games that are games as a service, like For Honor, Rainbow Siege Six. Um, 
I can more understand that because they're going to put out more content and a little bit more. I'm getting more forgiving of season passes for that reason. But for example, um, but at like the end DLC, of the season, does the content go away? No, it stays. That's my point. It's not a season pass if it never goes away. But you're, but I mean, the, the whole thing too of like these games that have like the new, like you'll buy the year two season pass so that gives you all the stuff. If you're going to play the game and you're going to be super into the game and you know you're going to want all the stuff that comes to the game, then it makes sense if they're going to release this new content rather than pay, than paying for each individual piece at, at its individually. You know, because then it's going to be more expensive. So I, I understand. I feel like it. they could call it an all access pass instead. Yeah. But I guess, but the thing is though too, because we're now, yeah, I don't understand season pass for like Call of Duty. There's only going to be one year of DLC for Call of Duty. You know, they're going to, before the new game comes out. So that, like, I don't understand that. Just call it like a DLC pack or something like that. That's what I'm saying. But season pass for games like For Honor, uh, that, or, um, Rainbow Six that do have seasons or years, like, I get that because they're going to, like, here's our plan for all of year two and the content, the new content that you're going to get in year two. So I kind of get that. I kind of get that. It's a little, little different of a, usage i would say well now we're ready to jump into my first impressions of god of war as you can see we took a little pause to add to, in to my little statue yeah we had to put this in got the Sto- god of war stone mason edition like i said there's an unboxing on our youtube channel you can go check that out uh but so felt like the set needed a little bit extra god of war decor so we got a little this, bit of flair yeah a little bit so we got this and then the little i don't know if you can see him on the oh camera God, or not, but the little, so little troll carving Dude, this is my Mogan, favorite. Mogan this is my add, buddy. Add I don't this. care about any of what's happening here. In the I middle. care about, I care about right here. this guy. This I hope you can see him. He's so cute. Teeny Blah. tiny. Teeny tiny. I've been informed he is not this small in game. No, he's <laughs> massive in the game and very hard because they're apparently. Okay. So let's get right yeah, into let, it then. Let's just yeah, get right into this. You organize your thoughts. I'm going to sit here and play with my dolls. So, so here's, <laughs> the, here's the thing. Obviously, this is my first impressions, not full review. It's just what I've been, what I've, I've experienced in the game so far. Obviously, I'm going to not say any spoilers. The only story that I'm going to say, I'm going to say right now. Game starts off. You're obviously in Norse, so Scandinavia. Uh, you're in Norseland. Norseland. Let's call it that. Norseland. Yes, yes. Norseland. Norseland. <laughs> um, and so you're there. So obviously, it's a completely different setting than older game, uh, God of War games, where that were set in Greece. Uh, but so you're here, you have, in the time in between leaving Greece and coming to Scandinavia, you have married Kratos, you as Kratos have married and had a son, Atreus. Travis. Uh, as the game begins though, and you've seen this from the trailers and everything, so I'm not giving anything away here, uh, Kratos' wife has, has passed away. So it begins with her funeral and then Kratos deciding that he needs to take her ashes to the top of this mountain. Uh, to perform some like ritual to let her be uh, like one with the gods, I'm believing. Uh, so I don't know yet if at this point if his wife was a god or not. I have not got far Ooh, enough. Okay. I'm thinking she might have been. But so here's the thing about this that kind of leads into the story. Kratos is hiding the fact that he is a god. He is like trying to live out a peaceful existence. Um, it's been so long since I've played God of War 3. I don't necessarily remember how that one ends, but I mean, all the previous God of War games have been built up around the fact that he's just angry. He's ma- like, he's mad. He uses his rage. You know, his, he was tricked in by the gods into killing his, his first wife and daughter, uh, way, way back in the beginning of the games. And that's why he's like covered in their, their ash. That's why he's like the, this like ashy white all the time. Uh, and so he's, He's obviously very, he was tricked into the by the gods into doing that. So that started this vendetta of revenge against the gods that eventually begins with him killing Ares in the first God of War to become the God of War, and then eventually just on and on he just keeps getting pissed off by so gods. So just and for just anyone more. who's unfamiliar with God of War, he is in fact a god himself. He's a 
demigod. demigod. Yes. Which makes no sense. Like, if he killed Ares by extension, he should just well, be. Well, that, and that's like what happens. Formal he was god. originally, like, demigod, killed a god, and then now they're like, oh, oh okay, so, yeah, so yeah, he is a god. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. Then why'd you correct me? Because that's how I wanted to Whatever. have the beginning of that's how he starts off. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, they go on this quest to take the beginning of the mount to take her ashes to the to the mountain. Which mountain? Uh, I honestly, they just call it the mountain. Oh, uh, descriptive. I might have missed the name, <laughs> but yeah, it's they say this is like we're going to the mountain. Um, and so obviously that begins your quest. But so this is the interesting thing that it was about this. So like I said, Kratos is trying to hide his his anger. He also now has this has his son Atreus that he's training and kind of seems separate from. Like he's he. He's emotionally distant. Yes. He, there have been several points in the beginning of the, in the beginning of the game where Atreus will do something well, like either listening to Kratos' instruction on how to fire his bow and how to hunt and how to fight and things like that. Because obviously with, it, with, with all the creatures and beings that they come across, Atreus has to like throw in. And that's a big part of the gameplay that I'll get to. He has to be a part of this and, and help Kratos. But obviously he's a young boy. He, he doesn't He's like, learn. what, 12? Yeah, probably somewhere like yeah, around there. And so he has to, and so you see all these moments where Kratos like reaches out to like, like at the, at the very beginning point, and again, not really a spoiler here, he kills a deer hunting and like he had missed before and then he, but then the second time he took his time was able to kill the deer and create and like he's like looking at the deer and then he's it, he like wounds the deer and then he has to finish it with his knife. And it was a hard thing for him, but he was able to do it because you know, it's also this animal that's struggling and he doesn't, you know, it's, it's, he's a young boy. He's not used to having to do that yet. And so, but like there's most, so like Atreus was like looking and like kind of like stroking the deer after it was dead and all that. And like Kratos like puts out his hand to like be a congratulatory, like pat on the back or something like that. And he, you just see him like, nope, you know, and, he, and so you're not quite sure why that is. And yet, because I'm assuming it's just. Kratos is trying to keep this distance because he knows I'm, – I'm interpreting it as Kratos is trying to keep this distance because he knows what he is and he doesn't want that to be uh, – like harm to come to Atreus because of that. Does so he doesn't Travis want, know that his dad is a god? I'm going to insist for the duration of this episode <laughs> that you call him by his real name, Atreus. I'll call him Trevor. We'll compromise. <laughs> He's not a compromise. It's not any better. Uh, but anyway, so there's a lot of things like that which have really stood out to me as a different from as a difference from the original games to this one, uh, just in how reserved Kratos is. But it's also this interesting thing because, like I said, Atreus doesn't know that he's a god, but he's still seeing him fight all these mythical creatures. And this has been the confusion for me a little bit is that I'm like, but he doesn't know he's a god, but like he's obviously like yeah, kicking ass and taking know? names. But I think it's because from the story, what I've determined is there was some sort of event or like they've been living this like hermitized life. So I don't think Atreus has seen other men. I think they just like human people. Yeah, he ha- just huh. has. I think they've just been in this seclusion because he asks him. He's like at one point, he's like, "Will we see? Will we see other men?" And Kratos is like, "I mean, if we do, they're probably not going to be friends." So you know, it's this whole thing. So I, so I'm wondering. I'm looking very forward to seeing how it comes about that when Kratos, when he learns, when Atreus I, learns that Kratos is a god. I have kind of a stupid question. Okay, uh, does the game actually start in Scandinavia? Like yes. you never. Okay, so you're never. So in here's the thing. This and this is the thing I'm going to shout out that makes this game amazing so far. Not a single black screen loading screen to be seen, unless you die and it has to like restart a checkpoint. Then obviously there's a load screen there. Oh man! Everything, just nothing. So the game starts. So this is the cool thing. Game starts. You're having your like main screen and you're seeing Kratos standing there, like holding his axe, 
which is different too. He doesn't have his blades of Olympus. He has the axe. Um, much like the Laura Croft Tomb Raider, as yeah. we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Got that pickaxe. <laughs> uh, and so, but he's like standing there in front of a tree. And you're, you have like the selection. So like you choose your difficulty, choose, uh, go through the initial like game setup things. And as soon as you hit OK, confirm, Kratos, the menu options go away. Kratos pulls the axe back and starts chopping down the tree. And that's the beginning of the game. Not even a load screen there. Very nice. It, and so like the whole, it's Style so crazy. Points. Oh man, it's ridiculous. The game, Technically, uh, artistically, all that stuff is fantastic. It's like out of this world how smooth it is. And there's not – I'm not even seeing like glitches or like pauses where you think the game's loading. It's just smooth and continuous. So no it's stuttering. Yeah, no. And that's even when we don't have PS4 Pros. Exactly. It's incredible. That's I'm loving nice. it. Uh, and so that's just some, some of the more technical aspects that I'm loving so far. Um, some things are keeping the same. Uh, there are location puzzles. Like, you have to kind of figure out, like, I need to get from point A to point B, but there's, like, a door blocking this way that I can't open unless I pull this chain that I then have to somehow lock in place some way to get, you know, so there's a lot of different stuff like that. Much but, like Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does, it, those games kind of have similar things in that regard, like, the, just like the, I call them location puzzles. Uh, and so there's a little bit of that, which are, were prevalent in the original series. Uh, like, one of my, the ones that I remember because it took me so long to do it is in the original God of War, there was a section where the floor was completely covered in spikes. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to say lava, and I was going to be like, that's the, the floor best. Lava? No, <laughs> just spikes. And you had to pull this lever to lower the spikes, but the lever was timed. So oh. then you had to take this crate and push it like across the floor oh. and get it to the other side before the timer ran off so you could jump up to get all this other stuff. So that was like one of the ones I remember. So I've ran into some things like this. There's been this one where you had to take his axe and throw it, which is something you can do in this one, which is awesome. Get into that a little bit more later. But you have to throw the axe into the, like this spin wheel. So it spins it and it raises this platform that has spikes underneath it. And so you're like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to have to get from point A to point B without these spikes going. Falling on you. And so you have to like throw the axe, recall the axe, throw the axe, recall the axe to pull it up as far as, as high up as it can go. Then you have to run under it, fight some guys, and then like freeze it on the other side so Atreus can come over and all this other stuff. It's a, it's, they can be complex, but they're all, they're not so hard that it's annoying. It's, gotcha. It like takes a little bit to like figure out, you know, for me as not one, a huge fan of puzzles, uh, puzzle games and stuff like that. Like it takes a little bit to kind of like figure out the initial mechanic, but then you're like, ah, I got it. And you can figure right. it out. Um, so it's got some great location puzzles. It also changes up a little bit here how you handle chests. Like in the old games, there were chests, but the chests would get either grant you health, your magic, uh, or your orbs, which you could then use the orbs to upgrade your weapons or magical abilities. Oh, so that's your skill tree. Yeah. Gotcha. But see, in the original God of War games, the skill tree was basically like you got these four magical abilities and I think four weapons usually. And so you would just... And that was pretty much it. You could upgrade their level. So like it will now do more damage. It will now do this. It might unlock this move, but it wasn't like a much a tree as much as a dial wheel that you're just like, okay. I want to upgrade this one this time, this one this time, this time, this one this time. And sometimes this, the chest would also contain things that would allow you to upgrade your health bar or your magic bar or your uh, the duration of your Spartan Rage, which is like your kind of like your, your stamina ultimate. bar. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, Spartan Rage is like your ultimate thing. Like oh, you can, okay. you have to charge it up by doing in combat, then you can activate it, and then he'll just do like massive damage short, for a short amount of time. Gotcha. Unlock some different moves and stuff like that. Um. So that has remained the same a little bit, except now that there still are chests, but chests only contain like the currency hack silver, or they'll uh, have like armor upgrades, crafting materials, things like that. Which is different from the old games. There wasn't a crafting aspect at all in the older, in the older ones. Now health 
rage and um, magic, which I haven't got to, but I'm, there are magic abilities later, are in health stones that you'll just find on the ground. And you'll, have huh. to, like, you'll like crush them or something like that and like a psh, like burst of, <laughs> of like healing aura or whatever will go and like give, it you, green? give you life. Yeah, it's oh, green. Oh, thank God. Because if it's not green, it's not healing. <laughs> no, it's green. Uh, it's like a red-orange, like fiery color for the Spartan Rage and then uh, and stuff like that. So I thought that's a nice addition. And plus, too, it's kind of a fun thing. When you stomp them to activate the, the health stone or whatever, if there are enemies nearby, it kind of like staggers them because it's like a blowback oh, kind of thing. Oh, that's cool. I like that literally almost, not literally, almost no modern game is willing to just use the term gold. Just call it like they they, <laughs> they they always have something. They won't just call it yeah, like no, hack gold silver or in this money. one. It always uh, has credits. to be something stupid and yeah. weird. In Monster Hunter World, it's called Zenny instead. I know, right? Zenny? It's so stupid. That real it's dumb. so dumb. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I just stupid Monster Hunter fans. <laughs> I just think that's so funny that modern developers refuse. They just won't be yeah. basic and call it gold. And it's like, bro, just call it money. We're fine with that. Yeah, everybody knows what gold is. It's cool. It's, it's true. But um, but so the, obviously, before I get too much into the, I feel like I do need to take a step back and address the address the major differences of this, which are that the game is completely different. In look, tone, and feel, there are these things like I'm talking about with like the chest, the health stones that, that I see that they keep in that they keep intact that are kind of carryovers, but modified carryovers from the older games. But obviously, this one is a third person view. Uh, it's a linear, linear, op- linear open world. There is room for exploration, but it's very confined. You still have like this path. It's not hard to get off of this path because it very. So you don't have like Breath of the Wild rules where no, you can no, just. No, no, no. It's not like Skyrim where you can just no. go crazy. You like head down this path in the forest and you're going through there. You can like there are some like side areas you can go into, but you're not gonna be able to just derp around forever on right. this massive world and just ignore everything. Um, but that's very different from the th- from the older games, which were 3D, but like from the side you're like seeing kratos go you know you have this 3d camera but you're not locked into the third person view um which you're not locked like you can move the camera around kratos and like see the front of him and stuff like that but when you're actually like moving and stuff you're locked behind it's right. kind of in that locked third person um so that's a big major difference obviously the tone you're getting this more subdued kratos like i said the um who's trying to like hide himself in this world but now has this situation where he's probably going to become uncovered in what he really is and and uh, so he's worried about how that's going to interfere with his relationship with his son how will this knowing uh knowing of this affect his son's life or you know because obviously there are gods in scandinavia i'm assuming he's gonna have to get down and dirty yeah i'm excited to hear when you first encounter like your first scandinavian god do you know what it is so have you encountered yet? minor spoiler yes you encounter one very early on and it is ridiculously really? cool. The fight. Do you actually fight them? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. It's ridiculously cool. Tell me who it is. Um, I honestly don't remember his. He's just the stranger right now. That's what he's called. Oh, it's he's... just the stranger. You're getting clues to who you think he was. I but bet you're it's getting Odin. This, this stuff it's called the stranger. Um, but, so, but no, it's just like this ridiculous fight where he, the, he's using his god powers. You're using yours. And it's like for being so early on and just like. All these like blocking and attacking and oh, it was ridiculous. So it's kind of like your practice so, boss battle, sort of. Kind of. Just Before that, you, you, you battle a troll. System. Yeah, you battle a troll. Guys? Yeah, and my favorite. So hard. Love him. Um, but no. So this is the thing. I don't like when they were. Everybody was getting their like pre-release copies and like like the big outlets and everything. Uh, Greg Greg Miller of kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> he said that he's like, I don't want to go into spoilers, but the first big fight 
is like the most superhero-esque fight I've ever had in a video game. And I am one to agree. It was ridiculous how well, and again, like I said, it's this very smooth thing. So you're just doing this cutscene, then all of a sudden you're just in a huge fight. You didn't have to load up. There's no like, again, no load screen anywhere. So the whole thing seems incredibly fluid and smooth and the, the, the combat mechanics work together so well to just create this truly epic experience. And I'm like, this is only in the beginning of the game. This is crazy. Back to no spoilers. Um, I'm going to look this up. So see what he looks like. Yeah, just do the Stranger God of War. That's what I did. Okay, cool. Oh, he's puny. See, but don't give away too much now. All these people who want to know. Is that him? Does that guy look familiar? Yeah, that's him. Well, that's the guy from freaking Far Cry 5. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of look like him. It kind of looks like him. Um, but anyway, so all these different things. The nice thing is, uh, and then obviously, oh, the other big change is that Kratos is no longer voiced by the normal actor. They got a new, they got a new voice actor for him. I'm going to see who the old guy is just because, um. I, you don't already know? I, Mr. God I of knew, War but fan? like, I how for, dare you? I forgot. <laughs> While you do that, I'm going to play with my favorite guy, the troll. He is so cute. I bet he's probably not this cute in the game. Terrence Carson. He did he did Kratos for all the previous games. Now uh, in this new one is Christopher Judge who's doing him. And the other thing about this one is Corey Barlog is returned as the director for the game. He directed God of War two and then took like a hiatus of the God of War series and to come back for this one. So I really like that. When I first started hearing about it, I didn't realize that Corey Barlog had done God of War two. So I thought he was just like a newcomer to the series, and so I was like, oh, he's going to bring this like. Breath of Fresh Air kind of thing to the series. But so I think it's really cool that it's he was there for like the middle game or like one of the first early games and now he's coming back and he's the one doing the reimagining. And he's obviously had years yeah. to like think up new stuff. So I feel like he's probably still got a very fresh take on it, yeah. even though he's done it before. Very much so. So but so far I'm loving Christopher Judge's performance and I've already seen like memes a dozen on the internet about this because the main interaction of how Kratos ref- uh, talks to Atreus is he just goes, boy. He just calls him boy for everything. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> so it's, it's so funny. Uh, it's, uh, all this stuff, but, but, um, but anyway, so I'm really loving Christopher Judge's performance as Kratos so far. Uh, and then let me see. What else is there? Just want to. So what is it like to actually, so have you actually commanded Atreus? So yeah, so here's, battle? so here's how Atreus works, which is obviously another big, uh, another big difference. Thank you. This is a great, great segue into more things that are different. Uh, so Atreus, his main thing when, when you first get him and are first able to use him is he, you just hit square and he'll shoot arrows at the enemies, which can interrupt their attacks, just kind of stun them or they'll draw them towards him. So you can finish fighting with a bigger threat over here. He's your palico. Yeah. From Monster Hunter World. Right? Pretty much. Yes. And so if you, as you upgrade Atreus though, he starts getting more skill. Like if you, uh, knock somebody on the ground, he'll run over and like start choking them out with his bow. You know, like some different stuff. So, he, but he does all that automatically based on how enemies react to how you attack them. You still command him to attack with the square to shoot arrows. But other than that, he kind of like does his own thing and improvises. Um, Based on what enemies you're fighting, sometimes you'll have to go like rescue him, but for the most part, he just does his own thing. You don't have to worry about it. So I really like that because sometimes when you feel like you attach this secondary component, like having an AI you're supposed to command, like sometimes in Far Cry, it's like more of an annoyance. Like Far Cry 5, as I've been playing that, it's like, oh my God, like get out of that. You know, it feels like a dreaded escort mission. Yeah, kind of thing. Whereas, and so as being that this is a core component of the whole game, yeah, you definitely don't want this feeling like an escort edition. What if he had like been such a drag? on you the whole game right that would be unfortunate so it's i've really enjoyed that how he's not a burden but he does add this little bit of extra like he's another weapon in your arsenal 
And I think that's great. Uh, another big thing that changes a lot that's changed from the big one is there alongside your being able to upgrade your weapon, the Leviathan axe, you can now also craft armor, upgrade armor, add like enchantments or talismans that give you different abilities. You can also add runes into your weapons. All this is different. Like you couldn't do this stuff in the previous God of War. Like I said, you could upgrade the weapon by turning in these orbs which would then get you like another move or something like that. But now there's so much more customization, so much more to change out in, and how you interact and battle and fight and get defense. You have like character stats, like vitality defense and all that, that your gear and armor gives either subtracts or adds to different things. So a little bit more of an RPG element that, that it throws into the game that hasn't been there in the past. Um, let's see. So the other big thing that's that's not different, but I'm liking how it is in this game, is the combat for, from the post. So in the other ones, it felt very button mashy, like you're very hack and slash, hack and slash. You're, I mean, very much so, and that's what made God of War great. I was about to say that like seems you just like run it would in, fit his personality very much so. <laughs> so like you just run in, like hit the attack button, like square, 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 triangle, because that was in the old ones. It was square was your light attack, triangle was your heavy. And so you can like run in and like hit all these things, jump, like slash people from up, a, up, up <laughs> in really the air. I really like your movements for well, this. See, I hope it looks like that. <laughs> well, in the old games, he has his, his blades on these chains. So he can jump up really high in the air and then like throw down the weapons. And so he's like creating okay. this pinwheel. I can't do that without those. So I'm just, <laughs> you just look and, ridiculous. You know, stuck in my chair here. Um, but so the combat is very frenetic and you have to move. You can't sit still. You can't just, you can't really hack and slash because some of your heavier opponents will interrupt your attacks and just like they don't care that you're attacking them and hitting them with your, with your axe. They're just going to attack you anyway and destroy you. Um, and also you, and the attacks come from all sides. Typical, like that can happen in the older games too. But with the more locked third person camera, not this far out view, it's harder to see. So you're like, like you're you're moving the camera, you have a quick turn that you can hit the down on oh, the D pad. That's like probably pretty the, nice. You'll like turn around really fast, so you can Ooh. face an, a threat coming there. They do have threat indicators. Like you'll see like a white arrow kind of thing that's telling you like, hey, there's a opponent over here, but he's just there. If it's red, that means an attack's coming from there. If it's purple, a projectile attack is Ooh, coming. That's so you nice kind of know all these different things. Um, as of the old games, if you're able to block. An attack at right at the right moment, you'll do you'll kind of like stun like a stun parry on them, which you can then use to your advantage to do an attack. That's still there with your shield. I was about to say, can you like shield bash? On you the shield can. Parry? You nice. you can do a whole lot of different stuff. Like you can run it. Like you now, I've unlocked the ability that if you block and get the parry, you can then hit R one and he'll like shield bash and send him flying backward. Nice. Uh, now you have a ranged combat with the axe. You can throw the axe, have a light and heavy attack there, which can then, you know, if you hit somebody in the head, like a weaker opponent in the head with a throw, they'll sometimes freeze them because it's like a frost with a frost attack kind of thing. And then you can still fight bare fisted on other opponents and then call the axe back and all that. And that's when the opponent will unfreeze or you could freeze them, have Atreus shoot them with arrows a little bit, you know, lower their health, run up to them, smash them down. Is that why the axe like... Has this flame? Blue. Yes, on this thing. It's supposed I couldn't to be figure the, out the frost if it was attack. this zombie's blood or if it was actually no, no, no. like the coolness. It's like the, okay. the frost okay, attack of the, of the axe. I got you. Um, and so, the, yeah, there have been a lot of great different enemies, too. Now, I will say this. I've been trying to play the game on um, hard, on the hard mode, because I just like that with most of these games now. I feel like I have a good feel, but my God. <laughs> Is it really difficult? It's so hard, and it's not even the hardest <laughs> difficulty. There's like the, there's like the tell me a story mode, which is the easiest, like, not, it's okay. Then there's normal, then there's the hard, and then there's God of War difficulty, which is, it warns you, it's like, any other thing, if you're playing on any of these other difficulties, you can change your difficulty at any time. If you play the hardest one, you cannot. Ooh, I like that little touch. That's nice. And so I thought about it. I almost started it on the very hardest. I'm like, I'm going to see. I've played God of War before. I know what's up. 
oh my god like two hits you're dead Did you have to restart no i didn't i just oh, didn't. Okay. I, w- I went ahead and like you know what i'm gonna be safe because i'd heard online reviews that like it's actually very hard so it's like i'm gonna i'm not gonna be too i'm not gonna overestimate my skills here uh, i'm just gonna go with the hard one but like it's so hard <laughs> you you died you literally like at the beginning of the game your health bar is low you haven't upgraded it you get hit twice like by a bigger character dead dead and so it's just this it's which is good. I like that difficulty, even when like you can't take even small enemies for granted, uh, like the the entry level enemy. You can't like if a this big guy, group, this guy yeah, right here. the droggers and stuff is what they're called. Is if that the, what he's called? Oh, these are reavers actually here on the statue, but the drogger, it's like they're the first opponents you fight. But it's like they can still, if enough of them gang up on you and you don't time your attack, you don't time your defenses, you're, you're not evading, you're gonna die. Uh, so I really like how frenzied and frenetic it is, but not button mashy hack and slash like that you can have moves in combos that you can use um but you know at the but it's all very measured you have to like time it out do all this different stuff it doesn't actually think about what you're doing instead of just running in willy-nilly swinging around and everything wait do the motion again yeah there we go swinging (laughs) around so i really appreciate the combat in that regard the nice thing too that this one does have because it is such a cinematic game you know no load screens and all this other stuff you can customize how much of your hud shows so you could choose to have zero HUD. It will give you no notifications. Like if you pick up something off the ground, it's not going to say like hack silver plus 100. It's not going to have that kind of stuff. It's not going to show you the attack indicators. It's not going to show you your compass. It's literally just a the blank screen. See, I of the feel game. like I would want to do that if I were playing on like the easiest mode. I would too. Because basically be like tourist mode. I, tried. I just want to <laughs> I tried it on the immersive setting where like everything's off. And and then I picked up something and it didn't show me what it was. And I was like, oh. I feel like I need to know what that was. So I, I saw, I then just went in because you can then customize it. It has the, either the normal setting, the immersive, which turns everything off, or you can customize and like choose which ones you want to see. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I need to at least turn that one on. But then I started getting into the battles and then started like, and I was like, oh my God, this is, I'm getting like, because Atreus even will be like, behind you. Like if somebody's coming up behind you and all this stuff to attack you, but still it's, it was, I was like, I, I need to learn this game yeah, before I, like I need, before I jump into it. a little bit it. more, you'll be able to turn off more and more right. of those settings. Right. So I really, really have enjoyed that. I, I like that that's an option. I did that's that with a killer uh, option. I, I did really that with like Horizon. I turned nice. off a lot of the HUD. HUD. It had the option as well to customize the HUD and I did it very minimal. Basically, just like show, tell me, show me the compass at the very top. Show me, uh, like what the quantity of things that I'm picking up and what resources they are. But outside of that, I don't want to see anything. I, don't, I like that a lot. I do too. It makes for very well, immersive gameplay experience. Exactly. Um, and so, but yeah, I already know I'm gonna want to go through this again because especially if there's a trophy tied. I mean, obviously, this is gonna be a platinum one for me. Um, I don't know how quickly I'm gonna want to do it because I don't know In if order I'm to gonna platinum want... it. Do you have to beat it on God of War mode? That's what I'm not quite sure of. Ooh, I need to double check that. Buddy. I don't think so. Oh come on! Because I've seen, I've seen a lot of people. Be part of the I've seen a lot of trophy. people already saying they've platinum the game. I'm like, well, probably because they're better you than overachievers. you. <laughs> um, but no, so there's. Uh, but another thing that's different is there are a lot of side areas that allow for exploration outside the main story. So like, I got to this one main hub again, not to be spoilery. I got to this main hub of the map, and there are all these. There, it's like here's where you can go to do the main story, or there's all these other exploration areas. I've been derping around in those exploration areas, nice. so I really haven't got that far in the story. Good. Uh, my buddy Michael is playing the game, and he's, I'm pretty sure he's probably beating it this weekend, the game this weekend. Well, that's because he's not taking his time. Shame on him. <laughs> exactly. But he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I feel like I should have gone back and done all these other See, things. See, now he's regretting it. <laughs> he has gone back. He's told me, like, we've talked about it, we were talking about it last night, or Friday night, and he was saying, like, he's gone back to do some more with side areas and all this stuff. Um... But uh, but yeah, so he's he's getting close to beating it and everything. 
Uh, so I'll probably have to have him on when we do the review episode. Yeah, the full review that episode. would be nice. Um, but so there are all these side areas and like uh, side quests, basically to do. Uh, they call them favors. Like there's a shop owner; he'll give you some. You'll you'll discover some throughout the throughout your exploration and travels and stuff like that, which is nice. You know, before in the old games, there'd be like there wouldn't really be these side quest things. You just had your main story. There might be a room that had like a chest in it that you would have to fight some extra enemies to unlock the chest, which would give you like a shitload of orbs or something like that, but nothing like this new stuff. Now there are like discoverables, artifacts, collectibles, different things like this that you can go about. Much to find. like Lorecroft Tomb Raider. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just the parallels are uncanny. Just the, they're just out of the wazoo. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff. There's uh, challenges that like kill this many enemies in this way. They're not tied to trophies necessarily, I don't think, but it's, but it's still like for extra XP, which then you use to level up your character and unlock skills. So, uh, there's good stuff for that. Uh, aside from upgrading Kratos and stuff, you also can upgrade Atreus's armor and, and attacks and different things like that. Can you upgrade him to have better hair? No. Damn it. <laughs> He's so ugly. <laughs> what? Be nice to the boy. Boy. Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much that's pretty much the big things that I had at this point. Like I said, I'm still needing to really go in and get into more of the story. I think that's kind of going to be my thing today. I think I've decided, okay, I've I've messed around enough. Like cuz I know you need to make some real progress. Yeah. <laughs> and I also don't want to unlock every skill so I'm, you know, a quarter of the way into the game and already have everything to, you know, to feel like way too OP too exactly. early. I that don't want sucks. I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's I ran no into fun. that. What game did I run into that with recently? I feel like Pokémon Assassin's Creed Origins. Like, uh, I feel like I, I was able to get really upgraded. I, like, because I got to where it gives you the warning of, hey, you can't go any further or else it's gonna go throw you into the in mission game, in missions of the game. You know, it gives you that, like, you can't, that, like, final, like, are you sure you wanna do this mission now? Okay. Kind of thing. And so I was like, ooh, I'm not sure. I wanna, like, <laughs> I was like, thank you for the warning. I'm good always, sir. I'm always, <laughs> on these games that especially, I don't ever know how much they're, Assassin's Creed, I figured I would be able to have the option to go back. But with, like, with God of War, I never know how, restricted they're going to make that we're like okay you've you cleared this area you can't go back unless you play the game again Dude, i hate it when i don't you know like... how that's going to be so that's why i'm super exploratory i don't yeah. want to miss stuff i don't want to miss a collectible i don't want to do all this other stuff um, and i don't want to look it up to see if that's how the game is because i don't want a spoiler i don't you know that kind of stuff especially with god of war i've stayed so like silent good like radius. yeah blackout information on it because i just wanted to be that um that surprised and be able to enjoy the game that much more um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to getting into it more. Really wanted to explore more of the, more of the realm and, uh, unlock more of the map, see what's going to come up in the game. Cause so far it's, it's hitting all the right buttons for me. Like I, I know everybody is applauding this game and I really oh, wish that you were the one person out here going, boo, it sucks. <laughs> no, but like, I know. Do you I, need me to be that person? I don't I'll know. I'll play it and I'll find something to complain about. <laughs> you will indeed. Indeed. <laughs> uh, but no, so, I mean, I'm not trying, I'm trying not to let the, the reviews and scores and everything for the game that have come out already to like influence, you. influence me. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's pretty damn great. So, uh, we'll see what the is. The only other thing I mentioned, I haven't listened to it yet for the same reason. Track the listings can give spoilers. Uh, but from what I've heard in game, the soundtrack by Bear McCreary is so good. I've touched about this a little bit, uh, when I was saying like, I did, that's like the only video before the game release that i did watch that was his like the inside the music thing where it talked about him finding this like icelandic choir to do the that can sing in old norse and all this to do it's it's great like the music at the beginning during like his wife's funeral and all that super emotional super uh in-depth and just very melodic and orchestral it's it's 
great. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. And of course, as soon as the game released, then, uh, Mondo here, they're like, Hey, guess what? We've got a special vinyl, uh, sa- uh like vinyl edition of the soundtrack. It's like, oh, I need yes. that. <laughs> so, so I'm looking forward to, as I get more into being able to finally, uh, like listen, listen more to that soundtrack in its, in its entirety by itself, separate from the game. Cause I'm really looking forward to enjoying that as well. But right. as of now, those are my first impressions and thoughts of God of War. Any questions that you may have? Currently, no. Okay. Most of my questions were about my favorite little troll guy here. So the trolls are sons of bitches to be. They are real hard. How dare you talk about my son that way? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever talk to me and my son ever again. They're, they are quite difficult, and you and, and they're apparently you just like discover them as you go in your travel. I believe. Yeah, there's quite a few of them out there, and they all have different abilities or like different. Uh, like I fought a fire troll once. And he was oh, so difficult. they're elemental. Elemental gotcha. things. And Very cool. Like so yes, yeah. so there's the, which, um, which element is this one? I don't know. Not a whole lot of descriptive stuff. It looks going like on there. he's rock element or like <laughs> ice, maybe something like that. Yeah, Frost. He's blue. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll he's, see how that pops he's up. He's the element of adorable. <laughs> <laughs> that little form. <laughs> I wish that there Wait were. Wait till you see him in the game. <laughs> he's terrifying. <laughs> he's terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, so so far loving it. Uh, really excited to get more into the main story. Uh, really tear into that and get to the game's ultimate conclusion, which I'm have no doubt will probably be pulling at the heartstrings a little bit. So probably, probably be interested right. to see where it ranks in my, I'm still trying to nail down my top 10. Yeah. We need to revisit that sometime because we played a lot of games. Do you my know you're like top 10? Hell no. Okay. We need to work on that. Yeah. We need to work, Let's on, work on that. And then we can have like a whole episode that we just that talked about. That can be like our, our new year's resolution. Yeah, <laughs> we need more one. than one episode for that. That's true. We, I mean, not like go like super, but like, have the list and then just like start like See, okay what's I your feel 10 like what's my we 10 we would say that it's that's not going to go super long oh, and then it'd be and like a five hour f- episode yeah. yeah yeah that's true that would be pretty long we but yeah we need to work on that because chunks <laughs> like more things like i haven't totally decided where like life is strange falls in my top oh, 10 but man. i know it's in my top 10 oh, God. you know uh horizon and last of us like i'm wondering like is god of war gonna be a game that might potentially top one of those two you know just and how it's been received and how i'm already feeling about it i don't know it's just it's just a big thing decisions decisions right really is it really is but that concludes my first impressions of god of war all right well before we go we do have to do this week's soundtrack spotlight and the track this week was given to us by uh one of our patrons riven rise against and the game that he suggested for us was guitaru man Indeed. An old I'm, PlayStation 2 game uh, that I have literally never heard of before heard in my of life, but the OST is apparently very popular because when you YouTube Guitaru Man, like in the search bar, the OST is the first thing that comes up. Oh, there you go. So he just gave us free reign to choose whichever track from the OST we wanted, and I was particularly fond of B-Jam Blues. So that's what's going to close us out today. And so it was composed by the, it says here uh, that on its Wikipedia page that it was, com- that the soundtrack was composed by the Japanese band Coil. So, Guitaru Man? Guitaru uh, Man. Guitaru Man. What was the song again? B-Jam Blues. B-Jam Blues by Coil. That is your soundtrack spotlight for this week. And with that, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. Oops.